what works and what doesn't. Understanding what works. What works for me. Understanding your own business to know what works. What works for you. This is What Works. Question for you. How reliable are your sales? How steadily do new customers buy? How loyal are your retainer clients or repeat customers? Every business owner wants to feel confident when it comes to sales, not just how to close a sale, but really how the chance to make a sale presents itself, how the process evolves, and how that final decision gets made. Can you engineer a more reliable sales system? Yeah, you sure can, but it's not the if this, then that kind of process that many reductive sales courses try to sell you on. I'm Tara McMullen, and this is What Works, the show that makes business make sense for small business owners. All right, yeah, it would be awesome if I knew that every time I did a particular task, I could count on a sale. It would be awesome if I knew that stringing together a series of specific actions would supercharge my sales. But so many things impact the way people buy that it's impossible to reduce sales to a single process or procedure. That said, we can still dance with our sales systems. So let's return to Danello Meadows' article on dancing with systems. Meadows encourages us to celebrate complexity. Now, you might be thinking, but Dara, what about building simple business models? What about creating simple marketing procedures? I'm so glad that you asked. The reason we actively build simple structures, models, and procedures for our businesses is because the world is a complex place. When we focus on simplicity and how we design our businesses, we can really celebrate complexity in the world and our customers' lives. Meadows writes, there's something within the human mind that is attracted to straight lines and not curves, to whole numbers and not fractions, to uniformity and not diversity, and to certainties and not mystery. But there is something else within us that has the opposite set of tendencies, since we ourselves evolved out of and are shaped by and structured as complex feedback systems. So when it comes to sales, I believe our goal is to create the simplest system that celebrates the reality of complexity in the environments we operate in. Now, what makes the environment we're selling in so complex? Well, it's things like timing, trends, current events, seasons, budgets, competition, competing messages, personal histories, family needs. The list could go on and on. Every customer brings their own complex set of influences to the table when they interact with your business especially in the sales process. And this is one of the reasons that sales funnels so often fail. A sales funnel is usually built from the business's perspective, a perfect scenario of if this, then that actions that assume a lot about the people who are going through that funnel. But no matter how niche your target customer or client is, each person who hits the dance floor of your sales process has a different experience, expectation, and motivation. Each person knows a slightly different set of moves and prefers slightly different music styles. It doesn't mean we can't dance together, but we might step on each other's toes a few times. And that's okay, because we can laugh and we can celebrate the complexity. 
And this brings me to today's interview. Finally, I know. Today, I'm talking with Coach Pony founder, Christy Mims. Christy helps coaches build a real business with her program of the same name. Plus, Christy is the host of the Coach Pony podcast, a show we lovingly produce at Yellow House Media. I knew I wanted to talk with Christy about her processes and systems, but when she told me about her two competing sales funnels, I had to know more. And what I learned is that by honing her full sales system, and not just an individual funnel or two, she celebrates the complexity that comes with any buying decision. This conversation is gonna be a treat for anyone who wants the inside scoop on how sales funnels actually work, and it might also be a cautionary tale. So let's get to the interview and then stick around for why I believe this might be a cautionary tale for you and your business and how you can celebrate complexity as you dance with your sales system without automating each piece of the process. Now let's find out what works for Christy Mims. Christy Mims, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to be here with you, Tara. This is uh, just an awesome podcast. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about sales funnels today and the and the systems behind sales funnels, which is a topic that you know people just love to hear about. But before we get into that and really to create some context for that conversation. I would love for you to give us kind of the rundown, the Cliff Notes version of your business model. Who are your customers? What do you offer them? How do they find you? Just give us a sense for how the business itself works. Okay. Well, in the business we're talking about today is Coach Pony, which is a community for new life coaches or struggling life coaches who want to learn the business side of coaching. Because if you can't support yourself financially, then you cannot support your clients. And so Coach Pony is a safe space for coaches to get honest information and real stories about what's working and um, just support and help and resources to help you on your way so that you can serve the people you want to serve as a coach. And our big program, we have a couple different things, but like 90% of my focus is on the program called Build a Real Business. It's a $2,000 nine plus week intensive course to help you as a newer coach learn the five business systems that every successful coach has in their business, how to set them up, and how, which ultimately means how to get paying clients, right? And set up a sustainable, long-term, profitable business. So that's what we're focused on. What's a little bit unique about me is I run a lot of automated sales funnels because I'm a sales, I love sales funnels. I love business. I mean, no surprise given what I do. So that I don't sell people on the phone, you know, they don't talk to me beforehand. Everything happens for the most part through automation throughout the year. And so it's a really fun way to run my business. Love it. Can you just give us an idea? You said that build a real business has about 90% of your focus. Is it about 90% of your revenue as well? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. We okay. have some other lesser programs and I have another career coaching company that brings in revenue for me as well. But in the coach pony side, build a real business is where I spend my time. I like to focus. I think you get more traction when you focus on, mm -hmm. you know, doing one or two things really, really well. So, um, you know, that's where I put my focus. Beautiful. Can you give us just a really quick idea of what the other smaller programs are? Yeah, we have a program called Money Paths, which is a program on how to uh, how coaches make money, 
Right. There's a lot of different ways that coaches can make money. Usually you, you follow one or two money paths, but a lot of people don't know what it's really like, like what they can expect to earn the pros and cons. And so a lot of people make ill-informed decisions. So I broke it down like private coaching, group coaching, online coaching, all this stuff and, you know, created an informational guide for people that so that they can learn and make an informed decision about which path is correct for them as they proceed to becoming a coach. So Money Pass is one program. And then I also have a book, the Money Pass book for people. That's another, doesn't bring in a ton of revenue, but it does bring in some money. And then once or once a year right now, roughly, I do... I do a, a pay what you can afford online sales masterclass. And mm. so that's another form of revenue. And we, we give away a lot of the profit of that to charity. Nice. Um, but it's also a way for coaches who might not be able to pay $2,000, uh, you know, for a more robust program to get a little bit of time with me and something that's going to jumpstart their progress. And then we're going to, we're going to launch a new program this fall, but really Barb build a real business. Barb is where my time is. Okay. Awesome. And you mentioned automation and I know that you also do sort of a live launch cycle. Can you just kind of give us what the balance of that is? Do you generate more revenue in the live launches? Do you generate more revenue automated? How do those two, two things interplay? Okay. Two thirds evergreen, one third live. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not messing around on the evergreen. <laughs> like, that is my love. That's awesome. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, do you find that there's like crossover between those two sales systems or is it more separate than that? Yes. And we're doing a We're doing a deep dive. So right now to see if anything's changed, but historically there is some crossover usually. And the reason why I have more than one automated sales funnel, which I know we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I have that is because people often need to go through the sales cycle twice before mm. they buy in a two or three month period. So we do a couple of live launches a year. And so we give people another chance to kind of go through that sales cycle, but in a different way, because they can actually show up with me, ask me questions on a live webinar, um, and and get that interaction. That's not usually available in an automated funnel. Uh, we also get a new clients that way, people who have never really been in the coach pony community as well, but, um, we set it up. We designed the live launches to actually be a support to the evergreen. Mm, I love that. That is awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's actually dive in and talk about these evergreen sales funnels. So you told me that you have two competing sales funnels. Please explain. Yes, I do. Uh, Because I'm fun that way. (laughs) Um, What happened was we kind of... We did some things strategically and some things a little bit by accident, which is, I think, how things often happen in business. But um, I set up the first evergreen sales funnel, which is purely written. And so if you're someone who loves to write and you don't like the idea of doing webinars, and I feel like webinars are a little bit tired right now after mm-hmm. a year, after so much of the pandemic. Um, this is my older sales funnel. And it's purely written and it's a multi-page pre-sale site. So what happens is people land on a a long page. It looks a lot like a blog post, but it's not. And then at the bottom, you know, I introduce an idea, I teach them something and the bottom, it says continue and they can continue and get the next part of the lesson and continue, continue, continue. And then finally they hit a short sales page for my program. And at that point, they can join my community and learn more about build real business. And they're invited to do that. And on the, then they get a series of automated emails that invite them to the program and give them 
um, you know, give them a bonus if they decide to join within a couple of weeks. And, uh, and that's how that one works. And I got the idea in full disclosure from, um, it's what people call an SOI model, a sphere of influence. And it comes mm-hmm. from tiny little businesses from, um, Andre chaperone. I hope I got mm-hmm. his name right. Um, that's really, that's really, uh, sort of his, the way he, com- he combined a bunch of interesting ideas into what is now called the SOI. And the idea is you get people, they're interested. People are going to keep clicking. And every time they click, they're giving you a little micro commitment. They're saying, yes, I want more. So by the time they get to your program, they're really invested. So they're going to be much more likely to not only buy, but to open your emails and to engage and to be with you because they've had this really good experience that was really gentle. You weren't making them opt in. You weren't Mm -hmm. like shoving something down their throat. And when they opt in, they know they're opting into a program sale. Like Mm -hmm. you're clear about that. You're like, Hey, if you want this program, you want to learn more about it, just click here and you, you know, here you go. So there's no like, Hey, sign up for my freebie. Now buy my program. Let me like email sales, email, sales, email, sales, email to you and kind of make you mad. Right. So it's a really nice warm up cycle and it works really well if you like to write. And it also works really well with Google ads. If you're someone who wants to run ads because Google loves for people to spend lots of time on your site. Mm -hmm. So if they come and they read a couple of pages, they're spending 10, 20 minutes on your site. And so Google is going to give your, make your ad cheap and show it to more people because it's, it's signaling to them. It's good content. So it's, it's a really great thing for that. It's also good for us, uh, SEO. If, if you like that, it's, you can make the first page really easily found. So it's, yeah, it's great. It's made me a lot of money over the years and I do literally nothing to maintain it. (laughs) That's beautiful. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, do you mind if I ask you some like, like, let's get into the details of this one. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh, cause I don't want to lose track of it before, before we hit the second one. So, um, content wise on these uh, multiple pages, this seems like such a silly question to ask. And I don't know how to ask it in a way that's potentially like not even not offensive. I don't know. What's what kind of quality of content is are on these pages, right? We're so used to seeing low quality sales funnel emails, webinars, all that jazz. Where would you rate the quality of this content, the usefulness of this content? Extremely high. Okay. So the idea with this is you, you kind of, you, you really need, you really need to think about your business and come up with an interesting hook, right? Something that might be bold, different, innovative. And then you need to explain why you're right. So you're really teaching people. It is teaching content. So even people who don't sign up for the program, hopefully they've gotten something great from going through as much of the series as they get through. Mine is four or five pages. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I consider the content really really good. Like I teach people the five systems that they need to create. Like I talk about them for free up front. Like I'm not, Mm. you know, I'm not, um, trying to hide that information. And, um, and I explain like the premise of mine is that people don't pay for life coaching, which I believe to be true, but I explain why I say that. And, you know, I back it up with data and proof and facts and stories and all sorts of other stuff. And then I get into deeper, you know, what are people buying? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you really selling? How do you figure it out? What do you need to create in your business to get these clients? Like all of that is for free. It's all a part of that sales funnel. I love that. And it is such a common question that, you know, I get so often, well, how do I decide what content is free? What content is behind the paywall? Or, you know, I want to put all of this content in this product. So then what do I create for marketing? It's like, well, there's 
there's probably stuff in the program that you can use for marketing and it's a, it's a different beast altogether. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, do you have an idea of the word count in total of what this lesson, what these lessons are? Oh, that's a really good question. And I should know, and I don't, but I would argue each page is somewhere between 1200 to 2,500 words. Okay. Yeah. And how many pages? Okay. I actually have multiple SOS. So, um, <laughs> but the one, there's one that's like the premiere and yeah. I think it's four pages plus the invite to join the okay. program. So it's five pages. It might be five pages plus six, but it's, it's at least four pages long of detailed content. I actually, on these, the content is so long, if this helps that at the bottom, I include a recap. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Like that's so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a lot and also a manageable series of articles. I mean, I think, you know, none of my articles are less than 1200 words at this point in my life. And so, you know, stringing four of those things together in a cohesive argument that leads people to an offer makes a ton of sense uh, to me. And I've seen funnels like this before and loved them because it does. It feels so generous. I love that you use the word gentle um, and it feels I love how upfront it is as well. So that even as you're guiding them through content, the end point is, is very direct. Hey, I've got this program. If you liked this, there's more. Um, talk to us about what's on that invitation page. The invitation is to sign up for your email list. It's to learn more about the program essentially okay. and find out in the details. So what's on the page is, um, a lot of testimonials. Um, ah. but also, uh, it says it's, Hey, here's your invitation to learn more. This program, you know, it's the big stuff like this. This is a program like for me with building a business. I believe coaches need information. I believe that they need structure and I believe that they need support in a community and like mm-hmm. real feedback and stuff. So, the, you know, I kind of outlines a couple of the key aspects of the program. I give them the very high level, like, here's what we cover and in, in mm-hmm. only in a paragraph. I'm not like explaining it in super detail. Um you know, and why this program, why I think this program is so val- valuable to them, given that they've made it this far. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you've read all of this. So clearly like, this is something you probably need. Um, and then it's just an, an invite to join, to, to register, to see the full, to, if they want to see the full sales page and learn all of the details at that point, they have to opt in. Gotcha. Price only on the sales page or is the price on the invitation page too? Price is only once they opt in. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So cool. that curiosity does get people for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, I landed on a on a page that you had to uh you had to put your contact information on first before it took you to the actual checkout page and there was no price. And I was like, oh man, I do not want to get into this guy's sales funnel, but I also would really like to know what he's charging for this particular bundle. It was a market research thing. It was not, I had no intention to buy this. Um so yeah, it's it is a very it's a fascinating um to me anyway, fascinating choice of how those things line up and where you're leading people to. Um, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Okay. Um, and if I can add one more thing about yeah, this particular sales funnel that I didn't know until I created the first one of mine is it makes you really think about your business in a different way and articulate what you do in a different way. Um, and just the process of creating creating this, you know, pre-sale site and multi-page pre-sale site and these big ideas and explaining things just up-leveled me in such an amazing way. It's so interesting to not only strategize it, but then write it down. There's something that happens when you write 
because you have to explain yourself in a different way that I think helps you really codify and articulate what it is that you do in a way that's going to make you stand out a little bit more. So it was like, when I finished, I was like, man, this is, everyone should have to do this for their business once just for the learning, you know, forget the, but Hey, if you want to get a bunch of sales from it, also great. You know, (laughs) I love that. Um, okay. One last question about the sales funnel, at least for now, you mentioned that it was really good for Google AdWords. Talk to me about how you're actually driving traffic to this page and and who you're targeting with this page. Yeah. So I drive traffic to it in a couple of different ways. Like I have a reasonable email list. And so when people join, I have a, I do have a freebie on my website, a, a deep dive 26 page guide. It's free. I'm clearly long winded. All of my stuff is like long, but, um, same when people, when people sign up for the guide, they get invited to check out, check out this, um, series because it is a training essentially. It's a free training mm-hmm. to check it out. Cause it's on a different topic. The guide is about how to make money as a coach. This is about why, people don't buy coaching. Right. And so those are two different things. So I drive it from my email list, SEO. We have a lot of, you know, we have organic SEO that we've set up keywords and we're that, um, like every, every year and a half or something, we try to re up that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also Google ads. So those are the, those are the big ways I'm doing it. And periodically, you know, I just, I just share it sometimes around like my, like once, to my major list, sometimes I'll just send an email and be like, if you want to know this, then click here for this. And so I'll send interested people from the email list there as well. You'll hear about Christie's second funnel after the break. But first, a word from our What Works partners. What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. It is the perfect time to simplify your business and your life. Creating content, building a movement, and leading a community, well, it's hard work. But it doesn't have to mean hassling with a host of software services, social media platforms, and customer management systems. Mighty Networks is the simple way to bring people together, deliver high-quality content, and spread your message, all while making your business easier to run, too. Mighty Networks combines key functions like building a community, online course management, content creation, networking, events, and payment processing so that you have an all-in-one platform for running your business. We use Mighty Networks to power the What Works Network. We offer behind-the-scenes look at podcast interviews, host members-only events, help members support each other, and facilitate ongoing conversations about important topics. It is so much simpler than the collection of apps we'd cobbled together before. Start simplifying your life and business while providing a top-notch experience to your customers with Mighty Networks. Get started free of charge by going to MightyNetworks.com. Planning for my business used to feel like an all-or-nothing proposition. Either I stuck to the plan or... I failed. Either I hit my goal or I went back to the drawing board. And worse, I'd get really down on myself for not being good enough to stick to my plan or achieve my goal. But here's the thing. This attitude wasn't helping me at all as a business owner or as a human. I needed a different approach. So I tried different systems, researched different software, and bought different planners but nothing really landed with me. And I ended up getting frustrated with myself again. So I decided to build my own blueprint for planning and goal setting, an unconventional approach. I got rid of goals and I focused on commitments. 
I got rid of rigid plans and focused on strategic priorities and the projects I'd use to move them forward. And you know how I started to feel? Completely relieved. And for the first time, in control of where I was taking my business and how I was gonna get there. Now it's been years since I started building this system. I've improved it, I've shared it with others, and I've gathered more data. And now it's time to share it with you. The Commitment Blueprint is a 100 plus page program guide and workbook, as well as an interactive planning and project management template. It's a game changing system for giving your goals and plans structure without rigidity. Go to explorewhatworks.com slash commitment to learn more. That's explorewhatworks.com slash commitment. All right, tell us about the second funnel. <laughs> the second funnel is what I'd call a classic Frank Kearns funnel. Okay. Um, do you see, do you, are, your peop, are your people familiar with the magic nope. of Frank? <laughs> no, they are not. Please enlighten them. <laughs> Frank Kearns is one of the like oldest internet marketers around, as I think he would say. He's a very folksy, charming Southern guy with a bit of an edge. Um, and he, he sort of, I don't know if he created or if he really helped um, popularized the idea of behavioral sales funnels with mm -hmm. digital marketing. And so the multi-page pre-sales site, the first sales funnel is a little bit behavioral because people have to interest only interested people are going to keep clicking. So it sort mm -hmm. of eliminates the people who aren't really interested just by their non-action. The Frank one is a little bit different. It's a webinar. Mm -hmm. And so you sign up, it's, I call it my, it's a marketing masterclass for coaches because marketing is the thing most coaches struggle with the most. And it's an in-depth deep dive with me where I get into it. But What's, it's behavioral. So when, when you sign up and to get, grab your free seat, and if anyone wants to check it out just to see how it works, you can go to coachpony.com forward slash marketing. That's where it's resident right now. Um, you'll get, you'll get into this special, uh, you'll get into some interesting automated triggers in the back end. So if you sit down and you sign up and then you kind of click play, but you, kind of abandon it within a few minutes because, you know, something happens or you don't even click play, you'll get sent automated reminders for a couple of days. Mm. Like, Hey, you signed up for this. Like, like, you know, maybe watch it since you like took the effort to sign up. Here's why you probably want to give me that 45 minutes. Cause you're probably struggling with these things. Like, so you'll get just very gentle reminders to watch mm -hmm. it. If you sit down and you watch it and you watch at least 40, 45 minutes of it, another trigger will happen. It says, Hey, you're really interested. And it, it has a sales component about the program. It walks you through the build your own business program at the very end. I'm a big believer in no fluff webinars. So my <laughs> webinars are always enormously chock full of teaching and I do not waste your time. But for the people who want more help or want to work with me closer, I feel like it's, it's a disservice not to at least tell them that there is yeah. an offer if they want, they can stop playing at any time. But if they get that far, then, um, the systems notes that and start sending invites to join build a real business. Right. Mm -hmm. So you don't get those invites if you don't watch the, the webinar, you know, you only get them if you, if you signal that you're actually really interested in this content enough to sit down and give me 40, 45 minutes of your time. And then you'll be put into an automated sales funnel at that point with, you know, a bit of a bonus, depending mm -hmm. on uh, their bonuses are different, this different sales funnels, but to, to invite you to join and to kind of encourage, encourage people who might be on the fence.
And it's a shorter sales funnel. The the mm. first one is about two full weeks. And it's not behavioral once you get into the emails. You just you get everyone who's in there and gets the emails because we've done the behavioral stuff before you signed up. This one is anywhere from three days to a week, depending on oh, wow. when you watch the webinar. Got it. Okay. Um, my first question about this one is technological. The the first funnel seems very straightforward to me in terms of setup. Like, yes, I, I know it's probably not this quick for everybody, but I know exactly how I would set that up in my own business. This one, I'm familiar with some of the tools that I think you would use. <laughs> but can you kind of run down, like, what is the actual setup for this? Yeah. So for me, for the, for me, and there's different tools, mm-hmm. um, I'm using Vimeo to host the video. Okay. So this is not a recreation of a live webinar where I pretend that there's a chat happening. Like there's no chat. Mm-hmm. It's just like I made it's a hyper, it's a higher production than you would normally see on these, um, to make it more interesting. But, um, you, you know, you just click play. So it's hosted on Vimeo on, it's actually on a lead page. I think it's not even on one mm. of my website pages, just so it, it's a bigger video. It's easier to, to read or to watch. And then there's a tool that I use to run the automation. So it's called plus this. I so have plus, never heard of this. Plus this is, Oh, you, Tara, you need to hear about it. Um, you probably would like it more than I do because it is for those of us who are technologically, technologically challenged. It's, it's a, it's a pain in the ass, but, um, <laughs> but for those who I think have a, any kind of technological savvy, I think it's a gold mine of wonder. Um, but what it does is it has a couple of plus this has, is a suite of tools. Okay. So I use several tools in this and one is video triggers. And so plus this, I put a little embed code on the Vimeo and uh, plus this code. And so plus this is now watching how long they, they watch. And it's linked up to Entreport, which is what I use as my CRM, mm-hmm. but it could go to a convert kit or, you know, any MailChimp, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and so plus this then talks to Entreport and says, this person has either not watched the video or they have. And based, and so we have a little trigger if they've watched the video and get, and get the nod from plus this and they'll go into that sales campaign. If they haven't, they'll get the reminder campaign. And then plus this also has a deadline tool. Mm. So like, you know, I don't, I don't always have bonuses available. I like to reward people for taking action, but I'm not just going to give the whole farm away all the time. Mm-hmm. But we have a, you know, a couple bonuses. And so, you know, it lets them know they're expiring. And once they've expired, plus this changes the link. So you can't see the page anymore. You can't get the bonuses. And so that's all automated. So there's a little bit plus this knows what day you signed up and what time. And then it sets a time and tells Entreport this person signed up at this time. And so they have three days and then it's going to, it's going to be over. Yeah. And then plus the link that you embed in your Entreport email or your ConvertKit email is going to be the, the link that changes the page when they try to click through once it's expired. Ooh. All right. I am definitely going to check that out. I love (laughs) any kind of tool that allows me to design better experiences uh, without me having to have my fingers in them all the time, right? Like we have, we have some really complicated automations inside of ConvertKit that are similar, not based on videos, but based on member behavior. Um, But I'm always looking for more ways to do things like that. And if it helps, like I set it up myself. Cause I, this is the way I always work. I always like to know the tools myself first. And then often after that, sometimes a team member, or someone else will work on it, mm-hmm. but I set it up and then I forgot how I set it up. That's how long it had been since we touched it. We were trying to make a change. So like, it wasn't until like a year. I, next time I touched it was like a year later. And, and then I had to like reteach myself plus this. Cause I was like, what did I do? Like I did something. 
what was it? And their support is really helpful too. Like they got on the phone with me because I was like, I'm a disaster. Like, what does this even mean? And so they were really nice. They were like, okay, using very small words, here's what you need to do. But yeah, I mean, so it's really effective. I've made so few changes since we set that up. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Um, Let's talk about the traffic piece on this one too. How are you driving traffic to this funnel? Two ways, three ways. This funnel is also part of our welcome sequence. So for people who really, because it's really hard to explain marketing in an email, right? As part of a welcome, the, truly like the content and the video, whether or not um, people get to the sales funnel at all, the content is so useful. It's mm-hmm. really my best thinking on, or some of my best thinking on marketing for coaches. So it's part of the welcome sequence. Periodically, like once a year, I'll do a little launch to my list and invite them to, to watch it and get into that funnel. And then we do Google ads and Facebook ads. Okay. Yeah. Um, Google, what we do with Google is we drive people to a blog primarily that has the call to action to watch the video. We drive them to a marketing blog and we do this mostly because, you know, then time on site is longer. And, um, I think I personally find people tend to opt in for a webinar if they know you a little bit, just asking Mm -hmm. for the webinar cold sometimes feels for most people, it's an asking a good chunk of their time and they're not necessarily ready to give it. So if they're a little bit warmer, they might not only say yes, but they're more likely to watch because they know that you have something useful to say because we've all so many webinars are bad. And so, you know, we've all been burned. Um, and then, but Facebook, we do go straight. We do go straight to it that we have an enormous amount of copy on the Facebook app <laughs> to try to like explain to people like, no, no, this is not like you're cheesy. I'm going to talk about myself for 35 minutes, share one helpful tip and then try to sell you something. Right. Totally. I love that. So you've mentioned that the welcome sequence is one way you drive people toward or into both of these sales uh, sequences. Can you sort of differentiate for us how you think about the welcome sequence versus how you think about these sales sequences? Because I think for a lot of folks, they're one and they they think of them one and the same. And I would really love to hear how it breaks down in your head. You're asking this is really interesting because for the first time in five years, I did a, I just like today, we just added an entirely new 14 email welcome sequence. I rebuilt the whole thing in last week. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> talk to me about this. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So, oh, oh, I have so many things to say. I, I like, <laughs> okay. Um, so I think for me, like the welcome sequence is doing more than a regular sales sequence because often what happens is they opt into your freebie or something low effort or energy mm-hmm. and they may not look at it. And so the welcome sequence is really to introduce people to who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and to say, like, for, who is Christy? Who is Coach Pony? Like, why do I, you know, wh- what am I about and why should they care? And so it nurtures them in a way a sales sequence doesn't always need to. Because in a sales sequence, the idea is they've seen the program, you've talked them through it, and now you're following up with emails and selling to them, right? But with the welcome sequence, they don't even know there's a program. They don't know, you know, they yeah. don't know anything about me. So it's my job to start to give them some training and some resources, um, and to do that. And then for people who are really interested to invite them, Hey, go read this free training that will ultimately lead to a program invite if you want it. But I mean, there's no pressure or go watch this video that will ultimately lead to a program invite. If you want it, you can turn it off at any time, right? There's no pressure. Um, but it kind of like for those that like you, it invites them into that and then they'll get into a sales sequence, mm-hmm. but only again, only that they've indicated the interest that they actually you know have in this area. And then th- that tells me that they at least are interested in hearing more. And there's always, of course, on all of my emails, there's a soft opt out. So they can always jump off a sales sequence without ever feeling like they're going to get 30 emails from me if they don't want to. Love um, that. 
but yeah, so the welcome sequence to me is about first introducing yourself and nurturing them and showing them that you have something of value and that you're credible, that they can trust you. Cause that's my biggest thing. I want people to know that like, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not standing in front of a, the Eiffel tower saying I retired my husband and he only, we only work 30 seconds a day. Right. Like none right. of that. Like, and so, um, so that's what the welcome sequence is. And the upgrade we made is I actually added a lot more teaching my welcome mm. sequence. I'd been adding things to over the years, but it wasn't nearly cohesive. It was more Frankenstein after a while. Mm-hmm. And so now I've created a whole thing and we're calling couch school. So when you, when you go to coachpony.com and you sign up for our free guide, you're going to get added to couch school and it's business training for coaches that you can do from your couch. And, um, because I'm really a big fan of like, yeah, I'm a fan of the couch. I'm like, why get up? Why wear pants? Right? Like we don't have to do that. So, um, so it's this, you know, the six day training that's going to unspool and teach you something useful every day. And as part of it, I talk a little bit about build your own business and some of the later emails. And then eventually you will get the invite to join build your own business, but there will be the soft opt out if you, if you're not interested. So did that answer your question? I got really excited yes. and, and then all over the place. Yeah, no, I think that was incredibly helpful. And it made me think about something that I wrote about uh, earlier in the year while we were talking about building an audience, this idea that you we can kind of divide a market into two groups. There are curious people, and then there are people who are highly motivated to change. And it sounds like while some highly motivated folks might get into your welcome sequence, the welcome sequence is really designed for curious people who are just trying to figure out where they are, what they want to do next, and and learn more so that they can make better decisions about where they spend their money and what they spend their money on. Whereas the two sales funnels are for folks who are much more highly motivated to make a change, to make an investment, to implement as quickly as possible, which means it makes a ton of sense that the sales cycle on those things is super duper short. I, I, I Yeah, it's, it's so great. I love it. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Yes. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, I love it when that happens. Um, okay. Why the two sales funnels? Why hit two different topics like this? That's a good question. And so part of it was the biggest thing people struggle with as coaches is how to find clients. So that was not the first sales funnel. And I knew I needed to create a sales funnel around that. And I really wanted to create one that showed my, like I write with a lot of personality. (laughs) If you go and visit my website, you'll see, but, um, people also like to see you and you Mm -hmm. can really build that rapport when they hear you and they see you. So I wanted to do a webinar, um, for that reason. And I really wanted to do something more on marketing and finding clients. So, um, and then when we dug into everything, you know, we, we started to realize that people really often bought after two sales cycles. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, which I understand they see the program first, maybe they're still getting certified or maybe they're just not quite ready, but now they know it exists and they've heard about it. And the next time, they're much more likely to say yes. So, you know, we kind of stumbled into it a little bit, but it made sense. And like, it made sense as we started to really build it out. We could automate the two sales sequences. What happens is I have an exit intent on the site. And so if you go to the, if you go to the pre-sale and you're reading and you leave, you get invited to the marketing masterclass. Beautiful. Yeah. And what's the conversion rate on something like that? Oh, it's actually pretty high. I should check this. I just started running another one. It was, it was like 10% or something. That Um, is crazy high for a pop-up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was like, I was actually like, is this right? What? (laughs) 
can't be right. It was really, it was really high. We're testing, we're test doing some more testing now. So I don't have like the, like the last month, but before that it was really high. Um, and then, so yeah, so now, so the most engaged people actually do both. They click around on your website a lot. They want to know a lot about you. So they end up signing up for a bunch of different things. And so it was interesting because I initially was really worried. I don't want to be someone who's like spamming you with like sales emails all the time, even though I'm also of the thing of the totally like you got to send more emails than you think you need to send because people are not paying attention. So just get over that, like, and send some emails. But I didn't want them to be like too confused. And I was a little bit worried about that. And then we looked at the data and it was like, no, like the most engaged people sign up for both. And then they tend to buy on the first one, the one that expires first, the deadline that goes first, uh, which is the, the webinar. And they just, cause they, they got it from all around and they got, they saw me in writing, they saw me in video. And so they just, they, you know, really built rapport. And so they were just willing to move faster and it didn't seem to turn people off as much as I thought it would. So it was like, great. It's like, yeah, we'll get them through these sales cycles without having to do a live webinar. We'll just, we'll pit them against each other and somehow we win. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. This is also just something that people come to me with all the time, right? You know, oh, my people take forever to buy or my people, you know, it takes them six months or 12 months to be ready to make a purchase. And so I love that you're showing up and saying, no, we take people from cold to buying a $2,000 program in two weeks or less. Um or sometimes in two hours or less. I've yeah, seen exactly. some of our, our welcome surveys. Someone was like, I had no idea who you were. Two hours later, I'm in your program. What magic is this? <laughs> Show me your ways. I literally yeah, had stuff like that in the welcome survey. That is pretty great uh, credibility for the, the program itself then as well. Um, there was a question that I was going to ask. Oh, well, I know what it was. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say one other thing I had to train my mind to think about was I initially I was like, oh, I don't want to make people upset with me. Um, and then I thought the people who are most engaged will not mind. They want to see this because they're making a big investment. And it's like, I'm happy to show them as much as I can. So they, they say yes, easily and with confidence. Yes. And the people who get upset are not going to buy anyway, most likely. And so I'm not really here to help them. Right. I mean, I am. They're how welcome to my free resources, but like that's not my concern is the people who really want my help and are ready to invest and, and put that money towards their dream career of being a coach. And I'm happy to help those people. And that's who I should care about. Yeah. So yep. it was like, it, it helped me let go of like, I think as women sometimes, or as a woman, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be obnoxious, you know, and I'm like, mm, shut up, just make the offer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so as we start to wrap up here, You've talked a lot about testing and tracking. And, you know, we do, I know we do not have time to get into all of that. We could probably talk about that for days, but I'm curious if you could just give us sort of a look at your thinking even behind the system you use for tracking and testing and how often you do it. Again, can you kind of give us the Cliff Notes version? Yes. I mean, I'd love to be able, be able to be like, Tara, let me show you my spreadsheets and my high-level <laughs> detailed war room of data tracking. It's <laughs> I'm actually really bad with data. So I wanna I wanna put that out there. So if anyone else is bad with data and tech and stuff, like you can do this stuff. Um, we don't we're getting more sophisticated, but mostly first we just track sales. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing we track is how many leads to a sale for each funnel. You know, so every week we kind of look at, you know, what's, who, how many people are in the funnel. Okay. How many sales can we predict from that? And mm -hmm. it changes a little bit. Sometimes, you know, it's like 30 leads to a sale. Sometimes it's 50, sometimes it's 14. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but we average that. Um, and 
And that's mostly what we're doing. And now we're getting a little, I mean, periodically we look at the email open rates and we, we try to get, we check through the click through rates and stuff, but not as often as I should, you know, as long as we're getting a reasonable amount of sales and our ads, our ad spend stays normal, you know, fine. Then we don't worry about it too much. So I want to worry about it a little bit more, but the systems behind, I mean, we just use Entreport and Google analytics primarily. And then the ad, you know, each, the ad platforms give us some information for that. And that's mostly it. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that because there is so much data we can access, but that doesn't mean it's data we have to access to be successful. And so you're talking about a high volume, high sales, high ticket offer that you're really focused on two main indicators for and using that as the basis to track what you're doing and making sure it works. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. It's fun. Yeah. Chrissy, what are you excited about next? Oh my gosh. Besides vacation, uh, <laughs> I'm really excited Same. about vacation. Um, for me, I'm excited about the evolution of my company um, a little bit. We've been really focused on this program for years. And I, my, my dream is it's the number one program for life coaches. That's what I'm building to. I'm obsessed about it. I upgrade it all the time. Like I think about it all the time. And we want to make Coach Pony a place where we help life coaches. We meet you where you are. And not everyone's new. And so I'm excited uh-huh. about some programs, two new programs actually that are very different that are going to come out this fall to help coaches who are in a slightly different space and who need help and, you know, more for, you know, more than what our initial, our BARB program can provide them. And so I'm excited to evolve the company and expand it as our team has grown a little bit. Um, we have the space to do that. And it's, it's just, it's really fun to just meet someone where they most need, you know, where they most need help to be able to offer that. I'm really excited. Yes. And, um, I would be remiss to not have you plug your podcast as well. <laughs> oh, right. So I, we launched a podcast 15 years after everyone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the coach Pony podcast is awesome. You guys it's, it's, we do seasons and try to make it binge worthy and have a different focus. So season one is focused on how different coaches and different niches got their first client. And you can hear Tara's story if you've ever wanted to know. Um, and season two is all about how coaches make money. And you'll also hear, including, pros, cons, money, math, like real information. And you'll hear some of my stories of successes and failure um, to hopefully help you. And if I can say if anyone, any coaches out there who want to grab our free guide, just go to coachpony.com and see some of the stuff on the back end, you know, opt in and you'll get to, you'll get to see it for yourself. I love it. Christy Mims, thank you so much for demystifying your sales funnels and just being super detailed and specific and just you know, showing us all the goods. I so appreciate it. No problem. As you know, I could talk about this forever and bore everyone to tears, but <laughs> if anyone loved this and they, they want to hear more, you know, just send us a note over a coach pony. I was completely jazzed after this conversation with Christy. For me and my strengths, for my business model, and with my experience, Christy's approach makes a lot of sense to me as I celebrate complexity in my sales processes. But it doesn't make a lot of sense for everyone. I believe this is a bit of a cautionary tale because it shows just how much thought and care goes into building an automated sales funnel capable of reliably selling a high-end program over and over again. It's a glimpse of what celebrating complexity actually looks like when your celebration happens through ads, articles, emails, and deadlines. If what Christy describes sounds like a lot of work, you're right. 
it was a lot of work to put together. It's a fair amount of work to maintain and optimize. And you don't have to do that work to have a reliable sales system that celebrates complexity. A year ago, I talked with Katie Hunt, Autumn Whit Boyd, and Kate Strathman about different approaches to sales. Check out those episodes if Christie's process has you feeling inspired and a bit overwhelmed. Bottom line, building a better sales system doesn't start with a blank page or a diagram of a funnel. It begins by observing how sales are actually happening right now. And then it celebrates the complexity of the people who are looking for your help and slowly engineering the system to work better for your particular business. Now, if you're ready to hear more from Christy Mims and Coach Pony, go to coachpony.com or check out the Coach Pony podcast. This season, Christy is hosting a series of conversations about the biggest mistakes she's made in building her business. Next week, I'm sharing my thoughts on why cash flow is a feminist issue and how viewing your money as a system can help you grow your business before you've got a bunch of money in the bank. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Lou Blazer. Our production assistant is Emily Kildoff. Marty Seafelt edits our episodes. And Sean McMullen delicately knits and pearls our podcasts with the finest merino fingering weight yarn. <laughs>